0: Mackenzie Johnston with Cattle News Central bringing you your April 25th cattle industry headlines brought to you by Central Confinement Service. With over 35 years of experience, Central Confinement Service offers turnkey design and construction or livestock facilities. To view the variety of beef facilities that they have to offer, head on over to their Facebook page. CCS, they can develop a system with you that will maximize your investment and multiply your returns. For an estimate on a new or remodeled facility, give CCS a call, or you can visit their website at sencon.com. That is C-E-N-C-O-N, com. This update is also sponsored by 4T Ag Insurance, your go-to contractor for ag insurance. The folks at 4T Ag are dedicated to providing you with insight, information, and alternative risk solutions that are custom fit to your business and personal needs. They offer both drought and crop insurance, and they also offer LRPs for both feeder and fed cattle. If you would like more information, head on over to www.4tag.net. That is the number four, T-A-G.net. And finally, American Beef Producer. They offer all kinds of articles within their publication. They feature uh, award-winning photography and so much more within their magazine. I've said it before and I'll say it again. There are a lot of ag publications out there, but American Beef Producer, they knock it out of the park every time. If you'd like to learn more about the magazine or possibly subscribe, go ahead and click on the American Beef Producer link above in the caption. That's going to take you over to their Facebook page where you can do just that. American Beef Producer Magazine, guiding beef producers for over 25 years. So Drovers has reported on the Senate and House hearings that are going to take place this week that are going to discuss um, packer profits and what cattle producers are receiving when it comes to uh, a lack of profit. And they're also going, those hearings are also going to discuss the Cattle Price Discovery and Transparency Act of 2022 that has been such a hot topic over the past month. So the Senate hearing, that is going to be on the 26th. That's going to be on Tuesday. And then the House hearing, that's going to be on the 27th. I realize that we have went over this a hundred times probably, but some of the highlights in this bill, um, I'm going to go over here for a minute uh, for all of you that may have, that might not have been paying attention. So the Cattle Price Discovery and Transparency Act, it would require the USDA to establish five to seven regions across the United States. These regions need to be, re- need to reasonably reflect similar fed cattle purchases. The bill would, the bill would designate a set of approved pricing mechanisms for packers included in this bill that contribute to price discovery. And when I refer to packers included in this bill, that means packers controlling 5% or more of fed cattle slaughter. Those are the packers that will be covered if this bill would get, if it would get passed. The pricing mechanisms include negotiated cash, negotiated grid, sale barn sales, um, and systems where multiple buyers and sellers can make and accept bids. The bill would require USDA to set uh, to set minimum levels of fed cattle purchases through approved pricing mechanisms for packers included in the bill. The bill would mandate each regional mandatory minimum be not less than the average of that region's negotiated trade for the two-year period of 2020 through 2021. Furthermore, the maximum threshold would be set at 50% for any region. The USDA would be required to conduct an initial review of mandatory minimums after two years. The bill would create a cattle contract library that would give cattle producers more information to help them market their cattle. And finally, the bill would allow USDA to work with the cattle and beef industry periodically to review and modify regional minimums After a public notice and comment period. So I think that last point is really all of what I just said is basically the highlights. But I think that last point is really important to note because so many people talk about how this bill has no teeth and uh, how it's just so watered down. And yeah, it's definitely not the whole pie. It's not the dream. You're never going to get the dream. But the fact that it's a starting point and that there is room to move up I think it's something to consider because you're not, you're never going to start at the top. But the fact that the USDA, they, they will work with our industry to, uh, to set these regional minimums higher after time. I think, I think it opens up a lot of doors for those of, um, for those of you in the industry that want legislation to help this lack of negotiated cash trade. So a group of economists recently came together to analyze this bill, the Cattle Price Discovery and Transparency Act. And as I've stated before, this was first introduced back in November, and it was introduced by Senators Grassley-Fisher, Tester, and Wyden. The economists that came together to analyze the bill include Daryl Peel, he is down at OSU, David Anderson at Texas A&M University. John Anna, John Anderson at the University of Arkansas, Christopher Bashton at the University of Wyoming, Scott Brown at the University of Missouri, and Stephen Kuntz, and of course he is at uh, Colorado State University. The Economist noted that the Cattle Contract Library might add transparency and understanding to the nature of types of contracts used in AMAs. If the library is created, it only needs to house contracts that are used on a regular basis. But the economists they do not believe AMS has the resources and ability to implement the Cattle Contract Library as the Cattle Price Discovery and Transparency Act States how it is intended to, uh, to come into play. The economists were in agreement that there is no research evidence of any significant or persistent fed cattle price discovery problem at this time. So this legislation offers zero benefits for fed cattle markets that, excuse me, for fed cattle markets and imposes millions of dollars of additional cost added risk and lost value. The exact cost to the industry is yet to be determined, but it is minimally hundreds of millions of dollars, which will result in lower feeder cattle prices and higher consumer beef prices, according to this group of economists. Regarding the minimum threshold levels that will be set by the Secretary of Ag, the economists believe the higher the thresholds, the higher the known economic costs and negative impacts to the beef sector. Additionally, The legislation states that these thresholds will be set by by examining academic literature regarding minimum levels of negotiated transactions to achieve robust price discovery. But the economists claim that these thresholds do not exist in reviewed-slash-published academic literature, and even if they did exist, they would not be constant values. So with all of that being said... If the bill were to be passed, the Act Secretary would most likely set these thresholds with political objectives, not economic efficiency as a guiding principle to determine minimum thresholds. The Economist closed by reminding everyone the phrase robust price discovery is subjective. There is no formal definition in economics literature for this phrase. So how can you set uh, set regional mandatory minimums and claim it will achieve robust price discovery if that definition varies from one person to the next? Price discovery is dependent on situational supply and demand fundamentals, and that will always be fluctuating. An alternative alternative research perspective would be to determine the regional mandatory minimums that minimize the economic deadweight loss of restrictions on marketing alternatives, such as those proposed in the Cattle Price Discovery and Transparency Act of 2022. Texas A&M, Texas A&M University, they are going to be coming out with an updated report on this bill in the near future. So we will have more information and more input from that university to go over when that happens. So I have to say that we all know this bill, the Cattle Price Discovery and Transparency Act, this is the only bill that Congress is talking about. This is the only bill that our congressmen and women are discussing. If we do not get this passed, it is fair to say that our industry is probably shit out of luck when it comes to getting some kind of legislation passed to help our industry. And I'm not saying that is the route to go to pass legislation, if that's the thing to do or not. But it seems like that is the general consensus of what people want in our industry for so long (laughs) You know, for the past two years, we've been preaching, we have to get something passed. We have to get something passed. This is what we need. And we've been talking to these men and women that represent us in D.C., and we finally have got some great senators and representatives behind this bill, probably some of the best folks that are tied to agriculture behind this bill. And now we're complaining. Um, now, as an industry, we are just again, we are back to bickering. We are back to saying, no, this is not good enough. We can't have this. You know, you folks in DC, you didn't listen to us. Uh, look at the backlash that this bill is receiving. If everyone is calling it such a watered down bill that does not have any teeth, look at the backlash that it is receiving from economists. Imagine how the Packers are going to come after this. NAMI, um, how would you ever expect anything, uh, anything bigger than this bill to even get considered? And when I say bigger, I'm essentially talking about 5014 or anything that would be a little bit more stout than this bill. It would never even be considered. The reason that these senators and representatives came together on this bill, and might I note, they worked their butts off for this bill. So many people are complaining about this bill, but it is incredible. In my opinion, what our folks are doing for us in D.C., when our industry has just begged essentially for legislation and they have put this bill together and it is almost sad for me to sit back and watch the industry go after this bill and talk about how crappy it is and talk about how crappy it is. We finally have something that is ready to get passed. And if you want legislation passed, you sure as heck better get behind this because if this doesn't get passed nothing will get passed. Nothing will get passed. I have not been in the cattle industry that long, but I think the little bit that I've seen how things work, how things work in DC, you don't get the whole pie. You will never get the whole pie. Never. Um, At some point in our industry, we have to stop the bleeding. And if you think that legislation is the train you want to jump on, you better get behind this legislation. Because like I said, no other the backlash that this is going to receive we'll be lucky if this piece of legislation gets passed there 5014 it will never be considered there is a reason no one is talking about 5014 and it comes down to you either get behind this or you don't do anything that's what it comes down to i we will be sitting here talking about the same thing in 5 years uh if this bill does not get passed it will be the same. And like I said, this bill's not perfect. I've said it. Everyone else has said it, but there is room to improve. You have to start somewhere. You just cannot continue to complain. At some point, you have to have a win. You just can't, you just can't continue to beat your head against the wall. This update is also sponsored by AgRisk Advisors. They provide risk management programs to livestock producers all across the West. Whether you're concerned about price or weather risk, AgRisk Advisors, they are here to help. With current day market fluctuations, you and I both know there is nothing more important than locking in a price floor on your cattle. So if you would like to learn more about an LRP, be sure to reach out to an advisor today. So the USDA, they released their cattle on feed report on Friday, which I'm sure a lot of you are aware of. Cattle on feed, as of April 1, totaled 12.1 million head. That was up 2% from a year ago. This is the highest April 1st inventory since the series began back in 96. Placements during March totaled 1.99 million head, just a skiff below what we saw last year in the month of March. However, that is more, uh, that's more than what most analysts were expecting heading into this report, despite high feed costs and drought conditions plaguing uh, major U.S. feeding areas, according to Brownfield Ag News. It's important to note that over a million head of those placements weighed between 700 and 900 pounds. Marketings of fed cattle in the month of March totaled 2 million head. That was 2% below last year. And finally, other disappearance total totaled 53,000 head in March. That was 12% below 2021. That is all I have for you guys for news this morning. I hope you all had a great weekend. I hope you guys are all staying warm. It looked, um, it looks, pretty rough up to the north, up in the Dakotas, and then out west in the panhandle of Nebraska. Man, they are also getting hit with some weather. Over the weekend, I had the honor of giving the keynote speech at the Pierce, uh, Pierce Nebraska FFA Banquet. And I have to say, if you ever want your faith renewed in our ag industry, go to an FFA banquet. The passion that those young men and women have when it comes to our ag industry is almost mind-blowing. And they are just full of energy and optimism. And it was just such a pleasure to spend the evening with them and spend the evening with their parents and friends and just the community of peers. Great community and their FFA chapter. They have a wonderful FFA chapter, a great FFA advisor. Those young men and women, uh, they have a bright future ahead. No doubt about it. I hope you all have a wonderful Monday.